What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 22 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we didn't have an episode last week. No, so we didn't. But we also haven't had a race since we've spoken. Yeah. So we're just going to, you know, kind of recap some things that have happened in the past week and a bit. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit of spa. Um, definitely talk some indie um, we have a new segment. Yeah, we do have a new segment in case you missed indie. So just because some of our listeners are trying to get into indie, and also I know that we are very like Formula One based, so we don't want to spend like way too much time talking about indie, but just, you know, quick little updates on what's going on, but we'll do that later. Yeah, we didn't have an episode last week and it was weird and I haven't seen Hannah in a long time. Yeah, it was weird. Not even a long time, but I'm just so used to seeing you every week. Yeah. And then I was like, I haven't seen Hannah. I know. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. Just, yeah, life just got, you know, really busy for like a week and a half. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Anyway, for anyone who cares, the move is going good. Yes, yeah, yeah. tell us. The move's good. Are you fully moved in? Not fully yet. Okay. A lot of unpacking. Yeah. We don't have dining room chairs, but mm, okay, we'll get that. Yeah. Eventually. But you it's can okay. eat on the floor for now. No. You had your first meal there last night. I had pizza. Oh, <laughs> it's great. I love that for you. Yep, yep. Things are good. Things are good. But now it's weird. Because we record at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So it was weird driving back here. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I know Hannah does this every week. But I'm like, no, I have to get up and I have to drive. It's not just down the hall. Mm-hmm. Just my little complaint. But it's fine. Eh, not bad. You'll get used to it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I saw Barbie since we last recorded. Oh, my God. Because you were, like, on me. Like, you need to see it. And? I didn't cry. Oh, I sobbed. <laughs> I ugly cried in the theater. Like, I was really struggling to hold it together. I... I don't know why. It was just like... It, I understand why. I just like... Maybe it was me that like I necessarily couldn't relate. <laughs> okay. I feel like I could relate to like way too much. Um, I did really, really, really enjoy it though. Like I, I need to see it again. Yeah. It's really annoying me because Ryan Gosling did such a good job. And I'm like, this movie's not about you. I know. <laughs> I know. But he did such a good job. And like, I want him to, you know get a nomination for his role as Ken but like yeah. it's not about him because obviously him. Margot was the star like without question she was phenomenal yeah but yeah I was I was just annoyed because I'm like in a Barbie movie the Ken is is like just as good yeah you know? I honestly I didn't know what to expect from his role because it was just like she's everything yeah. he's just Ken so yeah. I was like he's gonna have such a minimal part yeah. but then and Simu, yeah. I love him. I love him. Oh, such a good job. Yeah. Anyways, we don't have to get into Barbie. But I will say, fan behavior, fan behavior pod, mm-hmm. they posted on, it was actually crazy because I came right out of the Barbie movie and I immediately checked my Instagram and they had a post that came up, the first thing that I that opened for me. And they kind of, you know, made their own spin on like the monologue um, about women oh. and they kind of wrote their own monologue kind of like women in sports and how you have to was that fan behavior pod yeah and then there was there was another motorsports general account that made a longer one oh. but, but fan behavior pod did you know take a video i think zoe mashed up a bunch of videos of her and hannah and posted it mm. and then wrote a little caption about it and i i commented i was like as if this is the first thing that i see when i leave the barbie movie but yeah lots of empowering messages out there right now for women in general but Mm -hmm. also women in motorsports so yeah if you haven't watched it go watch it you're missing out but let's just jump into motorsports yes um let's actually talk about females in motorsports f1 academy yes with the big news so f1 academy update f1 academy currently does not race on the same schedule as f1 Mm -hmm. um that's just how it was set up this year which meant there was less broadcasting less tension brought to it quite literally no broadcasting no no broadcasting (laughs) but for next year for 
2024, they will be on the same calendar, which is super exciting. Um, this year, they are racing at Coda at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's the only race that overlaps, but next year, all races. And then also, all 10 F1 teams are going to have liveries and a F1 like junior driver, like someone mm-hmm. from their driver academy. Mm-hmm. So either they're nominated, they're they're brought to F1 or they're brought to the junior team, that sort of thing, but they will have like the full support of F1, which Mm -hmm. is super exciting. So hopefully for us, this means it's on F1 TV. It should be. It has to be. It has to be. I don't see why it wouldn't. I think that's the most criticism that I've seen towards um, F1 Academy this Mm -hmm. year is just that like you can't even watch it. Like you're trying to promote women in motorsport, but like it's not on F1 TV. So I think if they're making these changes next year to make it a bit bigger as as a racing series they have to broadcast it on f1 tv they're gonna i feel like they're not not gonna like yeah. they gotta you yeah know? they have to and i think Susie wolf like she's mm-hmm. like she's director the queen it. yeah she's really pushing for as much attention as much broadcast um and like support from f1 as possible so it's mm-hmm. so nice to see that it's finally like paying off mm-hmm. and hopefully we can actually watch f1 academy next year instead of reliving it through tweets and yes. just like yeah you know. And what the drivers post and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, another moment for a female in motorsport, Sophia Flor- Flourish. Oh my god, she is the first female driver to score points to score in points. F3. Yes. And she like started pretty far back too, so she made up a lot of places, mm-hmm. but oh my god, super exciting. She's the freaking coolest. Like her social media is so cool. She's so fun. I want to be her friend. Yeah, I want to be <laughs> just want to be her friend. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, first um female to score points. So I feel fun. like maybe we can, you know. We're starting to like kind of bring segments into the podcast and we already have track stats and mm. we're going to introduce um, in case you missed Indy today. But I feel like we almost need to introduce like our female in motorsports spotlight or something like that. Like okay. just like something that we yeah. do bring up. It doesn't have to be like a long segment because sometimes there isn't, you know, too many updates. But with F1 Academy, with like Sophia and the rest of the female drivers in F3 right now. Um, no, with- she's the only female driver in F3. Oh, I think. Oh, F4. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry. The re- Sophia in F3 and then the rest of the female drivers in F4. Um, and, you know, we, we've had some interest in, like, interviews and whatnot with female uh, motorsports racers. Not even just in the Formula Series. Right. Like other motorsports series. And then all, there's always news about um, the Queen's Susie Wolf. Yes. So Kate, Did you see what she posted on Instagram? I think it was today. Oh, my It was a photo God. of Toto with a cast in his, he like it was a did Toto break his arm something like that oh no <laughs> it's Poor not funny Toto. it's not funny but like no. yeah he, he's, he's in a cast something about a downhill biking incident oh shit okay well happy Toto's okay yeah yeah for those of you who don't know uh Toto Wolf is married to Susie Wolf who is a very prominent figure in the motorsport space did did Susie Wolf ever race she was a, a driver but okay. not like an F1 driver she made um, her on-track debut 2014, I think, with Williams as, like, a, like a practice session. Not in an like F1 a, practice session? Yeah. Oh, shit. So she wasn't actually, like, racing, but yeah. she was there, like, as a reserve driver, I'm pretty sure. That yeah. is... She must be... Is she the first woman to do, do that? No. No? So there have been female, like, women in the past who okay. have gone... Um, I think there's only one driver, one female driver who's ever scored points in mm, F1. Mm-hmm. Um, other drivers have done like one-off sessions gotcha. and also the season used to be a lot shorter yeah yeah and so it was i don't know there's f1 has changed so much over yeah, the years yeah. but yeah Susie wolf was a has driven an f1 car okay is that she's the queen she's the queen i love her um but yeah i think that we can make this you know like a weekly segment and again doesn't have to be as long as some of our other segments go and but we can make it as long as we need it to be 
Um, I just I just remember something that is so off topic. But okay. I, in my dream last night, for for some reason, Danny Rick was here, like oh. recording with us. But a he dream. was he was in my seat, and I got really upset with him. <laughs> he was sitting right here, and I was like, "Okay, you have to move." Where were you? I was standing here, and you were there. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't just get another seat. Uh, Danny, you can have my seat. But you I can was have like, Emma's seat. I was actually very upset that he was in my spot. I think you gotta let Daniel Ricardo sit where Daniel Ricardo wants to sit. Well, I would in real life, <laughs> but in my dream, I was actually so pissed off. Okay. He was just like so confused sitting here. <laughs> Probably like, what am I doing here? <laughs> no, it would make him feel very comfortable. Uh, yeah, Danny Rick, you can always have my seat, but I, I guess not in my dreams. Wow, that is hilarious. I just came to you right now. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk about the F1 movie, yes. Apex. Mm-hmm. It's on hold. Yeah. And it's on hold because of the strike. Yeah. But it's on hold later than... Like, the strike started a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they didn't pause filming. Instead, they showed up at the Hungarian GP. Right. I remember you saying they were doing, like, B-roll stuff. Yeah. Like, the actors weren't there. Right. But the crew, they were still filming. Production was still happening. Okay. And then, like, a few weeks later, then they halted. They're shut down for good now. Like, not for good, but, like, they yeah. are shut down so fully. They, yeah. yeah. So okay. they were supposed to be at other races. Yeah. You know, recording what's going on. Maybe they planned it because they knew that there was going to be a break. And they're like, well, we can just, like, get this blast race in at Hungary. Right. And then it'll be four weeks and maybe they'll come to an agreement. Yeah. And so Although... maybe they can resume filming after that. But it's just, like, what if the strike doesn't end well, for a hot minute? And I, I kind of don't think it will. Like, no. from what I'm under, my understanding is that there is literally, like, no negotiation really happening, um, which is so, so unfortunate. Obviously, we stand with the writers and the actors on this. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, maybe it'll be longer till yeah. we get to see our new favorite movie. But because the whole thing was they wanted to use real F1 yeah. races, experiences yeah. to make it as realistic as possible yeah. and if there are none then like they have to wait right you know right i don't know so we'll see what happens that was just a quick update um we'll still watch it um, they're did not you gonna, know like... that okay so i have you know heard his name because he's you know co-starring alongside brad pitt like damson idris mm-hmm. did you know that that's um Lori harvey's boyfriend is it yeah no it's not yeah it is Okay, well, love that. She'll, yeah. Maybe she'll be at the premiere when it happens. Oh, I'm sure she will be. And I'm just here for those red carpet pictures already. Yeah. Do, you, do you think some of the drivers would Absolutely. be at the premiere too? Carlos well, Lu- got a full headshot yeah. performance like <laughs> moment. So yeah, he'll be there. Like Lewis, George, Toto, like for sure. I Mercedes- think Lewis will invite the entire grid. Oh my god, I would be so excited. Lewis would. He would. He would. I think he would. I don't know. Who do you think would like slay on the red carpet? George has a has a great stylist. Joe. Joe, yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lewis. Yeah. I feel like if all the drivers could go, I feel like Esty and Pierre, I feel like they would... See, Pierre could look good, <laughs> but with Kika on his arm, she, she will always look better. Yeah. So, <laughs> Pierre can try, but when you're dating someone who is just, like, larger than life, beautiful... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be There's difficult. no competition. <laughs> like, no one's looking at you, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. We have that to look forward to then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's exciting. I think those are my only updates. Uh, Let's just talk about the season so far. Yeah. I have some questions for Hannah. I have no idea if she looked at them ahead of time. I did, but it's still like difficult to come up with answers because there's just been so much that's gone on. What's your favorite race so far this season? I think Monaco, just because I love Monaco. Okay. You just never really know what's going to happen during a Monaco race weekend. So like, even though the race itself 
was long Mm -hmm. and I remember being like, oh my gosh, when is this over? It's just like a tire strategy could just mess up the entire race. So I think that I kind of still was on the end of or edge of my seat the entire time because I'm like, Charles could get a podium here. Like he was pretty close. But also then his, the... The grid penalty was in there. I think that weekend was my favorite in general. Okay. What was yours? Silverstone. Silverstone, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely because of Lando. Yeah. That whole weekend was just so good for him and, like, McLaren. And, like, I know the race before, we kind of saw McLaren's a little bit of a revival. Yeah. But Silverstone, just watching not only Lando take the podium, but, like, Lewis and Lando. So yeah. it's, like, two home heroes. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I was, like, Silverstone. And it was a good race. It was, it was a great really race. entertaining. Yeah. So that was my favorite race, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. Biggest surprise so far this season. I, I didn't think they were going to get rid of Nick before silly season. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought that would be a silly season move. Mm-hmm. 11 races is quite fast yeah. to make that decision. I know. But I mean, we kind of saw it coming because they, he was on that three race uh, probation. No, I know. And that was after what? Race eight? Like, exactly. Holy. Yeah. So it was, or we had the heads seven. up. We knew this was going to happen if he didn't improve. And Maybe Checo, the the downfall yeah. necessarily of Checo. There was like a good five race period there where I was like, "What's he doing? <laughs> what is going on?" Like, I think, yeah. if Checo continues on this pace, he's not gonna have a seat at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? Um, that's probably my other like biggest surprise. Yeah, I would say that would be mine. Is like Red Bull was dominant last year, but I don't know what they put in that car this year. But it is on another level, and that was I think the biggest surprise at the start of the season, and to like watch it continue because yeah. we see we've seen teams. Aston Martin's a good example. Start off strong, struggle. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always a little bit of... It's like a roller coaster. Like, mm-hmm. they're good, they're not, they're good, they're not. Whereas yeah. Red Bull's just being good. I'm going to give you one more, and that's going to be, like, the just absolute 180 from McLaren. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we literally were joking so much at the beginning of the year about their car being a tractor. Yeah. And quite literally, it is the only car rivaling the RB19 right now. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like... I, I actually can't believe that... This is where we are. I know. So I'm not complaining. No, absolutely not. But I just from where we started, where we we, remember how we were like we're not McLaren fans. Yeah. Now it's like okay, hold up. Are we McLaren fans? You're allowed to change your mind, by the way. Like (laughs) for people who are like they hated McLaren, we did. We We did did not like them. But you can change your mind. You can like I have a new favorite driver every week. So truly, you can change your mind, and it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of Checo, do you think? We'll see him kind of start to climb after the season or after the silly season. Or do you think we're going to see another kind of downfall? Like, where do you think Checo's at coming into the last half of the season? I truly have no idea. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I really feel like with Checo, more than any other driver, it's v- very mental right now. Just because the expectations are so heavy on him mm-hmm. and... I just, I don't know. Uh, to sit here I and try to speculate, I can't. I don't know. I hope, I like, I don't like seeing drivers struggle. Um, that being said, I would love to see him replaced by Danny Rick in the next few years. So I'm not, like, hoping for his success, as mean as that sounds. You know what I mean? No, I think that a lot of F1 fans are, are with you on that one. But... And, like, the more that Checo does struggle, the more people are speculating, like, Danny Rick's going to take his spot. So right. it's... And that's also probably what Checo's thinking because he's seen it happen time and time again that drivers at Red Bull at Alftari get replaced. We've discussed this. It happens. Well, and that's what I mean by like... Before contracts end. It being so mental with him because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the noise right now is that people want Danny to take Checo's seat. So you think if you think he doesn't know that, 
He knows. Like, he knows that. He knows. And I don't know how I could perform at a job when someone is right on my heels and nobody wants me to be in my seat. Um, it's like you already have so much pressure and it's just like one more thing on top of it. Right. Like right. it's, you're human, you know, you can only do so much. Yeah, these guys are incredible drivers, but like they're still human. It's, it's also just the Danny Rick effect. Like yeah. he is, he is truly larger than life. Apparently not in my dream. No, yeah, <laughs> Emma was big dogging him in her, in her dream, but <laughs> um, he just has such a, a cult following where wherever he ends up people are going to support support that and mm-hmm. and honestly I, that's why i think i felt really bad for nick devries when his seat was taken from him not because i necessarily thought that nick deserved to have his seat I, I don't think that he was performing well enough to keep it but to know that everybody was so happy that he took, got his seat taken mm-hmm. away just because danny danny brick is coming in was sad to see the, i don't know why this came to my mind maybe because i don't know whatever Nick Latifi, did you see a few weeks ago? Law school, business school? Yeah, yeah. Business school. Business school. In London. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I respect it. He's (laughs) a new career path. He's turning over a new leaf. We are so happy for him. Honestly, I'm here for it. I don't. his girlfriend is a lawyer. Okay, I don't think that Nick Latifi's run with motorsport is done, but I think maybe he might be looking at it as more as like, from the business standpoint. Oh, absolutely. I could see him and his dad, like, owning a team. Owning a team. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not an F1 team. Right, but like but some like sort of... A team. Some sort of mm-hmm. motorsports space. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's done, but I think that's why he's going to business school. Because mm-hmm. like his dad is a very, very successful businessman, but like, you know, you still have to learn <laughs> learn how to run a business. Yeah. So anyway, good for him. Good for Nicola TV. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, owning a team, do you see the news about Max? Yes, I did. I support this wholeheartedly for Max. So he wants to create a GT3 team, just another level when yeah. it comes to racing. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, he's going to run a Formula One team. That's not happening. No, That no. is quite literally not happening. But it's because um, a lot of people, when they're in motorsport, they start at karting yeah. and then move up. Yeah. And whereas Max is very big when it comes to sim racing, sim racing and everything. And so he his goal, ideally, would be to take athletes from the sim racing to the track, mm-hmm. which I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I like, that's very max. It's very And I max. hope it works out for him. Yeah. I think that max really just, you know, needs something else to put his energy into because, yeah. you know, we did say that we think he's bored. I, I mean, think everybody you, at the bored. last race, did you hear? He was like, should I come in for another pit stop to Not give these? Not till after the race, but that was crazy. He's like, I should come in for another pit stop to give these guys some training or something like that. Meanwhile, that's Red so Bull is funny. doing 1.8 second pit stops. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they need any more training. They're so good. So funny. Your team's good. But anyway, Max is like very clearly passionate about racing in all aspects. So I think it's nice that he wants to yes. still be involved outside of Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how the whole process goes. I don't know what it takes to start a team in any aspect. Um, and Max also has that cult following mm-hmm. that will, you know, people will watch this mm-hmm. or, or whatever, support his team. Yeah. So yeah. Favorite duo. And this could be a lot of things. Someone sent me a message and was like, who do you think the strongest driver lineup is? And they said they think it was Lando and Oscar. And I was like, interesting. I'd have to agree. Because when you like when you think of like the duos and how they work together, how the team's performing, yeah. like Max and Checo are on completely different levels. Carlos and Carlos Charles, and Charles are hate like each other. Just kidding. I'm <laughs> they don't hate each other. They don't hate each other. They like they but, but there's there seems to be tension between in the garage. In the garage. And then yeah. other teams just like aren't performing to the point where like, yes, they're doing well, but, like, compared to McLaren. Well, I do see, and, and you could talk about it with George and Lewis, too. Like, 
I think that sometimes George doesn't know like where he stands yeah. within the team too. So like I think that there's a disconnect there a little bit. Um, so I think that yeah. Lando and Oscar are like the strongest racing duo. It doesn't mean they're the best, right? But like as a team, like working together, yeah. good relationship. And obviously, like we don't know what's going on in the mm-hmm. garage. Like they could hate each other. We would have no idea because the way that we see them act in radio messages in interviews it does really seem like they want the best for each other mm-hmm. um i would agree with that yeah but i would say like out of strictly entertainment value <laughs> who's your favorite too? okay i'm just gonna go i don't know i'm gonna say yuki and danny we haven't really got much from them yet but we we i you know what i've seen all i have to see that's fair and don't tell me that that they're boring together like yeah. they are probably absolutely hilarious yeah so. i mean even when danny was like the red bull's third that's driver, what i mean like max and danny they're pretty good yeah um i think outside of racing my favorite duo to see is max and lando oh, i knew you were gonna say that they're just i love it like i i love that they're friends and i feel like after we made that video saying that they're friends they just keep showing up yes. to things and yeah. i was like we were right yeah they were friends no of course we we're yeah of course we we're right of course we were <laughs> We didn't say that without knowing yeah. that they, you know, vacationed together. But, yeah, and... Max and, or not Max, Lando, and also Nick DeVries was at yes. P's birthday party. Yes, yeah. Which is just the most adorable thing. Yeah. So I think, like, friendship-wise, I think Max and Lando are my favorite mm-hmm. duo. Alex and George, they're pretty funny when they're I together. I love Alex and George together. <laughs> I love them. I think they're pretty good. They, just, like, comedic-wise, they're pretty good. If you were to go onto YouTube and, you know, type these two drivers' names and funny moments, mm-hmm. who would you be searching? Because I often do this. Honestly, it would be, like, an old one. It would be Me Lando too. and Daniel. Lando and Daniel? I love their, like, the videos that, like, okay. all the McLaren content that they had. So, for me, it's Carlando. Interesting. Okay. I could watch Carlos and Lando together for hours. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, they are also really, really good friends. There's but... also really funny Maxiel ones, which is Max and yeah. Daniel. From, like, Danny's Red Bull days yeah. like years ago so those are good but yeah I don't know I loved I think Lando and Daniel they're just Lando just gave off like really like little brother energy yes Daniel was just like there for the vibes yeah so any videos that they did I just loved I mean I could watch Danny I think just Danny. hit Lando in the face <laughs> oh, yeah. with that bouncy ball yeah. a thousand times in a row <laughs> I could watch that thing yeah. so good what race are you looking forward to for the last half of the season I have two answers Okay. One will be Coda. Mm-hmm. I know you'll get to that because I'm sure that's one of yours. Yeah. Um, strictly because Danny Rick runs Coda. <laughs> he came in on a horse last year. Yep. He goes full cowboy for four days. And also Enchante is guaranteed to come out with either another Rick Rodeo line mm-hmm. or another, you know, sort of Western style um, merch line. Yeah. And I just love that. Okay. The Enchante Beach Club. I feel like it's not doing as well as all of their other lines. I agree. You know? I, I thought it was... I think it's the colors for me. Yeah. I... Yeah. It's not beachy. I also don't... I don't really wear, like, orange or red. It's like a blood orange. Yeah. That, I don't know. I just feel like out of all of his lines, this is the most disappointing. But he'll pick back up because it's Danny Rick. And he's very much involved in that Enchante. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Danny Rick runs Kodo. So what's your other race that you're looking forward to? Monza. Yes. I'm so happy you said that. But I would, I, I can't, you know, forget to say that I am so interested to see what Vegas is mm-hmm. going to be like. I'm not like, oh my God, looking forward to Vegas, but I'm just like very interested to see what yeah. this is going to be. Yeah. Because 
I don't know if you've seen this week, but it's been circulating on, you know, F1 Twitter, F1 TikTok, um, social media in general, that Coda is selling tickets, three-day passes at Costco. At Costco. No, no, no. Yeah, Coda yeah, is. Yeah, Coda. So You know what? I like that, though. I also like that. Because it's the same price. And people are like, oh, they're, like, dying to sell tickets, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no. they're just giving people an easier it's access. It's another, another access point yeah. to, to buy them. I am wondering if... I'm not saying Coda's struggling. Coda's definitely not struggling. But I'm wondering if they needed to do this. Like, have another, oh. have another way to buy tickets. Because Vegas... Mm-hmm. People are so excited to go to Vegas for the first race there. Well, and I think this also year. this is a good way to show like we're more affordable than Vegas. That's the other thing. It's like is, it's better you, marketing, right? If of you course. look at the prices, you're like, wait, that's all it is for three days, yes. and I can go like, get these GA passes, and it's here at Costco right. at my convenience. Right. Like, and um, for yeah. those people who buy tickets at Costco and are going to the race in Coda, where are they going to stay? When I was in Austin. I stayed at the Marriott Collection Austin South. Okay. And it was stunning. It was beautiful. The How close to the track? There, so we took a shuttle to the track. Okay. And it was less than, it was like a 15, 20 minute okay. shuttle ride. So if you haven't already booked a hotel room or a place to stay when you're in Coda, we have some super exciting news for you. There is a link in our bio that if you click it and you book a hotel room, you actually get a discounted rate if you use the link in our bio. So it saves yeah. you a little bit of money and it's close to the track. Austin itself in general is very exciting. It's very lively during mm-hmm. that weekend. And that hotel is very much close to the action okay. in all aspects. Yeah. Yeah. So use that code, get a little discount, and go have fun at Coda. And then send us pictures at Coda because yeah. we're probably not going to be there. And we decided <laughs> that we cannot go to Coda. We were like really hyping it up for a minute, yeah. but it's so last minute for us. And we will be there next year. Yeah. We're calling it now. Yeah. And we will be staying at that hotel because I had the best experience at that hotel, literally. Yeah, I, know you did. I walked in the room and I was like, I want to live here. Yeah. <laughs> and the food was so good and the service was good, like the restaurant service, the bar service. So, no complaints. I wonder, are the prices that they're selling the tickets at Costco the same as you could buy Coda tickets online? Like, they must be. I don't know because Costco is very affordable. Right? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, like, should I go to Costco in the States? Okay. However, <laughs> when we look at the tickets, we're seeing it in Canadian funds. Right. Um, but also Costco, they always have deals right. for their members. Right. So, I mean, you're paying for that membership at Costco, whatever. But, like, it might be slightly different. Look, like, I, all I'm saying is I'm going to Florida next month. <laughs> Can you go to Costco and see And I, I, not to buy, because I, no, I, I wouldn't be able look. to make the race, but I would love to go to Costco there and just see if mm-hmm. I can. Apparently, you can also get the big Ferrari champagne bottles. Stop. At some Costco's in the states. Okay, well, I can't bring that home. I know, but can one. you look for it, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this is the thing now. When I travel, I just look for like Formula One adjacent mm-hmm. things. Yeah, fair. like when I was. In Italy, it was just like, we're looking for an F1 merch shop. We're looking for Ferrari stuff. Mm-hmm. We're looking for, I'm in a toy store and I'm looking for like little Ferrari cars because I wanted to put one here. It's like, I think that yeah. it's just so funny how my perspective has changed. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, so, okay. Yes, you're looking forward to Coda. What else are you looking forward to? Okay. Well, Coda for Danny Rick. Like, yeah. how about you said? Yeah. Just, I'm ready. Remember that one year that he did all of his interviews and in the cowboy accents? Yes. I want that again. So bad. Well, and he almost didn't have Coda this year. So, like, I wonder I if he's going to play it up bigger because it's like... He's got to. <laughs> show up with cows. There's <laughs> he's herding cattle in the paddock. <laughs> Track walk, but it's just like... <laughs> cows. 
Uh, oh my god, please. I am expecting something so big from Danny this year from at Coda. Also, our listeners are hilarious. So if you guys are, are wondering or have any predictions about what you think Danny you Rick's going to do at Coda this year, please send them to us. Please let us know. We'll see who's <laughs> right. I am expecting at least one cow. Okay. One real cow. Or pig. I feel like he's going to go with the whole farm thing. Maybe. That's it. Maybe it's less rodeo, more farm. Okay. For like, maybe like Enchante for his merch line. I'm throwing ideas out here. We'll see. How do you say farm in French? Farm in French? Yeah. Because all of his Enchante line, you know, he uses his French words. Cultivé. Enchante, cultivé. <laughs> it could work. It could work. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Um, we're going off the rails right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're very tired. Yeah. But it's okay. Someone had sent me a like screenshot of something that said Carlos to Alpine rumors. And I was like, okay, I don't think I don't think that's likely because Carlos's contract is not yet up. Um or Pierre no. or Esteban. So I was no. curious. I was like, whose contracts are actually up? Um, I did the research because I was curious. Also, you're looking this up, but I'm just gonna say. Alpine is formerly Renault. I don't Carlos think... already drove for Renault. And Not then to they... say that you can't go back to a team. But they let but him go. They let him go. Yeah. It wasn't really like a, you know, happy par- departure. No. So um, so at the end of 2023, Lewis is up. And remember, they're still in talks. Yes. Every week, it's like, yeah. Lewis, any updates on the yeah. Mercedes contract? Yes, yeah. And there's none. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. But yeah. But as of right now, his contract is up. K-Megs, um, Danny, Rick, and Yuki... Danny Rick, obviously, because he was just, like, a temporary driver yeah. for this year. Yeah. And Yuki's contract is also up. Joe and Logan. Okay. So those six drivers do not have a seat as of next year. Um, at the end of 2024, so next year. So I think next year's silly season is going to be sillier. Because yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. as of right now, Charles and Carlos, both of their contracts are up at the end of 2024. Interesting. But it's also rumored that Charles has just signed a, like, huge... Salary extension, extension. Yeah. like with Ferrari. With Ferrari. Okay. So hang on. This is so crazy to me because when I started watching Drive to Survive, it was this big thing about, oh my God, Charles is the youngest driver to sign this, the longest contract, and it's like, wow, it's up next year. I know. Crazy. Well, now the rumors is that Charles has a there's a new record breaking salary for that he's signed with Ferrari. He's reportedly committed his future to Ferrari until at least the end of 2026 with an option for it to be extended to 2029. And then I looked up what this ex- like rumored salary was, and it said 150 million euros. To put it in perspective, Max right now makes 55 million. Okay, wait, I was going to say, for one year? I don't know if it's for one year or if it's 150 over the three over years. The three two years? years? Two years. Two years. That would make more sense because... For 20... 20- you don't... <laughs> yeah. So I would Check assume out. the 150 million euros, if that's correct, yeah. would be for 2026... 2025 and 2026. That, yeah, that makes more sense. But at the same time, like, that is a lot of money. Lot but Charles has made it clear that he does not want to leave Ferrari without winning. So as of right now, he does not have an extension. Carlos does not have an extension. And, like, I apparently Carlos is... There's sources that he's looking elsewhere after 2024. Yeah. Um, who else is up? Esty Bestie and Pierre, both their contracts are up at 2024. Pierre's contract apparently includes an option to extend it to the end of 2025. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. Fernando, we talked about his contract's up at 2024. Um, Nico is up. 
Alex is a maybe. I couldn't actually figure out when his contract is up. I think oh, it's okay. next year. And then Oscar, the only rookie on the grid who scored a two-year deal, whose contract is up at 2024. And then 2025, Lando, Valtteri, who it says that when Audi takes – because Audi signed on yes, to take over, yeah. that people are speculating that his seat is – that he's gone, that Audi won't want to keep him. Um, and so it seems like unlikely that he would stay with the team past 2025. Okay. And then also George. Okay. Um, Max is, um, end of 2028. Yeah. Which is insane. He just signed that last year, I think. And Lance is a question mark because literally no one knows because his dad owns a team. That's it. Like, it's just, he's just there. (laughs) No one knows when he's racing till. But if he keeps underperforming, like you said, and Lawrence is like, Lawrence prioritizes the team over his son. Well, this is the question, and this is why I brought this up a few episodes ago. It's like, does Lance just have a seat as long as Lance wants a seat? Maybe. Like, I'm just... Did you see the photos he posted, though, with his ice cream? Okay, we didn't talk about him falling down the steps. Oh, we didn't do a spa spa recap. But when he... (laughs) Maybe next time, just stop and take a photo. I feel like that was instant karma, because he was like, no, sorry, and then he fell. Honestly, if I was that person, I'd be like... Hey, I ain't saying that it was me. I'd be like, well, I got a video of that. <laughs> this video is going to go more viral than my picture with him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was raining out. Oh, yeah. Slippery steps. And he was okay. Thank God. It's just so funny. But a wipeout is never not funny. Yeah. No. It's so good. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, the, he just he posted like a summer dump so far. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see it? No, I didn't. I posted the video of him surfing on our story. I did see that. And then there's a photo from him with ice He cream. is such a Canadian boy. In, in like that surfing video yeah. he just looks like such a canadian boy going out to the lake for the weekend <laughs> yeah that's the vibes i got uh, but he was just he was living his best life in the summer i feel like he's happier in all those photos than he has been all season so this is why i'm, I'm wondering like do you think lance maybe at some point after maybe not scoring points for a while or not getting a podium does he look internally and think does like, he think like maybe i can still be part of this but not necessarily be the driver because yeah. if you're like Lawrence will have Lance as someone within the team, yes. So it's not that like he would never work in F one, right? But I'm just wondering. I don't know. This is totally speculation. But like maybe one day Lance will just like be like, "I'm done. My time's over. I'm okay." Yeah. I think he's expecting more from himself, and maybe he thought he'd get that this year. I think we'll see when um, the regulations and everything. Because it changes yes. every four years. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens at the end of 2024. Again, there's a huge question mark by his name because he doesn't even know. That's actually so funny. No one knows. He's just there. I know why. Yeah. Hugo Boss in talks to take over the Alphatard name. Well, they're doing a livery for, Mm. I think, two races after Silly Season. Are they? Yeah, I think they are. For Aston Martin or for Alphatari? Because they are. They're like Alphatari. Or no. Hugo Boss is one of um, Aston Martin's mm. big, like, sponsors. Like, Fernando Alonso is a... Uh, okay, influencers is not the right word. Ambassador. Ambassador. For Hugo Boss. Do you know who else is an ambassador for Hugo Boss? Who? Matteo Berrettini. Who the hell is that? That's tennis new player? favorite tennis player. Okay, Hannah's decided. You see the one you sent me the video yes. of? And I was like, I like him? Yes. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Anyway. Very interesting. We'll keep an eye on this. Yeah. Because I also saw a hilarious tweet that was like, Alphatari could be called... Mojo Dojo Casa House, and we would still call it Toro Rosso. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> For those of you who Probably aren't familiar it. with the reference, um, before it was Alfatari, um, it was Rosso. called Toro Rosso. Which is a badass name. 
It literally means Red Bull in Italian. And I love it. Yeah. It's like, we are, we are Red Bull just Italian. <laughs> we are the Italian version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they changed the name, but a lot of people still do call it Toro. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do something new. We're going to do a little indie segment in case you missed indie. With a disclaimer that we were recording on Sunday morning before the Nashville race. Yes. Yeah. Which sucks. I'm going to watch it later. They postponed qualifying yesterday because of the rain. And it was so stupid. And I was mm. texting Caitlin. And I was like, what are you going to do for three hours? She was like, stand here. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. man. Um, yeah, there's a race in Nashville this weekend. It was announced that Nashville will actually be the season finale for next year, which is super mm, exciting. And I'm like, we should probably go. Damn, we're going to Coda, Nashville. I'm trying to get Taylor Swift Toronto tickets this week for next year. Like, where else are we going? We'll go back to Toronto for Indy. We'll figure out a plan. We'll budget. Maybe you'll see us in Nashville. One of us in Nashville. It'd be so fun. I know it would be. I really want to go to Nashville one day. Right? Okay, so they've been announced for the season finale for next year, which is super exciting because Nashville itself is already a really exciting race. It's a Mm -hmm. street circuit. Mm -hmm. However... I very much encourage, even if you don't watch indie, I very much encourage you to look at, at the, the track, track because I don't understand it. Like the pit lane is way out there and it's like there's just a small corner from where the pit exit and the pit entry is as opposed to like a, like a, a, straight. a straight. Yeah. And then also the paddock is way out there as well. I like know. it's like it's a, a little hike. weird. It, it also is- kind of looks like a banjo. Maybe they planned that. It'll be a fun race and I want to watch it. So oh, that's yeah. a little yes. indie update, but there's more, so just bear with me here. And it's all silly season stuff. Yeah. So we'll talk about Alex Pillow. He... Oh, yeah, because there was, like, dramas with him. So he's a strong contender. Right now he's racing with Chip Ganassi. But he was trying to join Aero McLaren. But he was trying to join Aero McLaren. Right. And there was a huge contract thing, and it just didn't work out. Right. And Zach Brown has said that he and Pato could... Be strong contenders for F1. And the way I see it is Lando's contract with McLaren ends at 2025. If he gets an offer from like a better team mm, and Lando wants to take it, Zach Brown needs to figure out who's going to replace right, him. Right. Could it be Pato? Could it be Alex? Right. You know? Um, anyway, him and Pato are both going to be driving in practice sessions towards the later half of the season, which is super exciting because, I mean, I like seeing them in F1 cars. Yeah. And they did it last year as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, Alex Pillow, I think his contract is up this year. And so he may he might go to Aaron McLaren because there is a driver on Aaron McLaren who his contract is up this year as well. And he's not performing as well as his teammates are, Felix mm-hmm. Rosenquist. So we shall see what happens there. Okay. Marcus Armstrong, another familiar name. Another Chip Ganassi racer. Marcus Armstrong, rookie in IndyCar this year. He does not race ovals. Yes. But he wants to. So oh, he he's does. looking for more of a full-time position next year. Okay. At Chip Ganassi, um, should they let it happen? Right. So he's the the best rookie on the grid right now, just comparing like just points wise. Yeah. Um, and he wants he wants to become a full time driver, and I respect it. Love and that I, for him. I would love it. I would love to see it for him. Yeah. I was really missing Marcus Armstrong during Indy Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know. I know. And like he just doesn't. He's not there during the oval weekends. Like mm-hmm. he's. Yeah. And um, another familiar name, Marcus Erickson. He also races Chip Ganassi. Yeah. But he said that he wants to be paid more or he's looking for, like, a higher salary because he is one of the top drivers right yeah, now, he but is. he's not being treated like one of them. So if that okay. doesn't – if something doesn't happen in his contract, he might look elsewhere. Okay. Um, who wears that? No idea. But we shall see. Okay. And then this is just something that I, I noticed 
yesterday, but David Malukas, mm-hmm. who is an IndyCar driver, he, he's got, got the poster here. He is very much like the Oscar Piastri of IndyCar. And if you don't watch Indy or you don't follow these drivers on social media, it might be hard to like kind of follow. But you know how Oscar is very much unbothered and just like, he oh yeah, like doesn't try. Radio messages are so calm. Yeah. yeah. But also just like on social media, like his presence, like he's so funny and he doesn't try. Oh, I see. Just yeah. like the vibe, like just his vibes, his like energy in general. Funny, yeah. yeah. It's just anything he does. It's like, how can you not just like him as a person, mm-hmm. essentially? David Malukas is very much like that. Okay. Every time I see a video that he posts or something that he shares in his story, I'm just like, I love this man. <laughs> like, he's just so funny. And so I just feel like they are very much like the same driver, different fonts. And mm. they're both very talented. They're, they're both very, like, skilled when it comes mm-hmm. to driving. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of, like, here for the good vibes. And they <laughs> want to make the most of it. But also, someone had sent me this. David Malukas had posted on his story after the last oval race. And at that oval race, Team Penske was dominating. All three cars were just like, they were insane. And he had posted on his story that scene from the Cars movie where the three really flashy sporty cars were zooming in and out of traffic. And he posted that on his story and said, Penske today or something like that. Like he knows. He's just, it's very, okay, you know what it is? It's like Gen Z. Yeah. They're just very, like, yeah. they're both so Gen Z. Oh, that's funny. And I just feel like they're the same person. Okay. So even if you don't watch Indy or follow Indy, please follow David Malukas on social media. I'm literally going to follow him. He's hilarious. Right He's so funny. He's also very nice. Yeah. Very, like, down him. to earth. Oscar Pastors as well. I just generally feel like they are the same person. They'd be best friends. They, they would be best yeah. friends. Okay. <laughs> that is in case you missed Indy. That is a little Indy update. I love it. Yeah. Who are you hoping wins today in Nashville? Um, I'm going to say Joseph Newgarden because he's from Nashville. And I would love it. I love a hometown hero. Yeah, so true. But also Colton Herta. Mm. Just because, I don't know if you saw in our story, he lives in Nashville currently. Mm. I don't know. I think he moved there. But there were these little cup holders that were going around that said Herta Hoedown 2023 and he was like do not come to my house I don't know why people are saying that oh there's my a god <laughs> he was like please don't show up at my house that's kind of terrifying I know um, I think it was probably like a joke with his team yeah. like a Herta Hoedown and but it like oh spread god, so funny can you imagine just being him Sunday night and then there's a knock at your door and everyone just like shows up ready to party he's like he'd be like no please go literally home. terrifying also kind of funny but <laughs> anyway um so don't show up at Colton yeah. Herta's house Sunday night after the race but you know if he wins maybe show up at his house and he'll probably be having a party <laughs> but Joseph Newgarden goes hometown hero that's who I'm rooting for okay love yeah. him um I have one more thing to say okay during spa weekend I texted you this and now I know um, because that's so long ago now, but so I'm watching sprint and I'm like, okay, this is great, but there's a lot of, of F1 going on here. And like a sprint weekend itself is like a big commitment. Like you've got quality Friday and then sprint shootout and sprint on Saturday and then the race Sunday. And that's like a lot. And also like, I'm kind of struggling with the sprint this year because it being its own race, like I don't feel like the stakes are that high because the most that you could get is eight points. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's like kind of unnecessary is how I was feeling about it. Um, And I don't feel like it was as interesting because at least last year with the sprint, like that helped or hurt your starting position on the grid on Sundays. And so there was like more kind of stakes behind that because at that point there's 25 points up for grabs, not just eight. So I was thinking about it 
And like, this is merely a hypothetical, but I actually think that it's smart. I'm going to give myself credit for that for a sec. What if next year or whatever, they look at the sprint and they, if they're going to make it its own quality and its own race for its own points, which is what they're doing, why do not, why do they not bring in all their reserve drivers to race the sprint or drivers from each team's academy because I feel like that would be so much more interesting and give fans um, an introduction to these drivers that might eventually end up in F1 one day. And I just feel like that would be something so much more interesting because we're not just watching the same 20 drivers do quality sprint shootout, sprint race over three days. We're actually seeing Like the drivers have a little bit more time off during those weekends to prepare for like the big race whilst while their team still is fighting for some points within the sprint. But like that sprint doesn't necessarily affect the the F1 driver's race. Does this make sense? Yeah. I remember you texting me this now. I actually think that that would be so much more interesting for F1. I think it would be a lot more interesting. I think that they would cut... I mean, if they would ever do it, I think they would cut back on the number of sprint races they had. Because last year they had three, this year they have six. Yeah. I'm like, that's a lot. I just that's think, a, yeah. What is that? Hang on. There's 22 races. That is almost a quarter of the races mm-hmm. are sprint weekend. And also, yeah, you're right. Like, there's not really anything at stake since they got rid of the whole, it sets up your position for the race. For Sunday. And I liked that. I thought it was so much more interesting because... Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I would like I would like to say that um, Oscar and Pierre finishing pretty high up on the, like, yeah. finishing high up on the sprint in Spa. How cool would it be that to see That was freaking them? awesome. But then we don't see Oscar and Pierre start, like, yeah. second and third or whatever it was uh, on Sunday. They just get seven They just get points. six and seven points. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, six and seven points is awesome. But I just feel like... But, like, put them at the front of the grid. Let's see right. what they can do for the race. Like... I I was finding sprint, yeah. and I don't find sprint races boring usually, but I was finding them yeah. to be boring. Okay, well, also it's spa. And I just, like, yeah, I, I mean, don't think spa was the right no, track for a sprint no, race no, no, at all. No, I totally agree. But I'm just thinking, like, there's something really interesting that they could do here with sprint races, and I kind of feel like F1's missing the mark a tad. Because, yeah. like, I really, truly don't need six more half races, which is pretty much what a sprint is, mm-hmm. of watching Max Verstappen dominance. Yeah, I don't need that. So put a reserve driver in there. Put Liam Lawson in the red. Like, we'll see what he can do. Put like an under 21 driver or a reserve driver or someone from their from their um, academy teams. Mm-hmm. Like just like new talent. Give F1 fans um, something something new and exciting and an introduction to these drivers that eventually will be on the F1 grid. And I just feel like... I get you. That would be, you know, a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Anyways, that is... Merely hypothetical, but I just want to get, you know, everyone's kind of perspective on that because an opinion, I just feel like I'm... You're not alone. I I, I can't be the only one that thinks that sprints right now are, like, not doing it for for an F1 fan. The layout's just not how it should be. But let us know what you think about that. Um, I feel like that's That's it it for, for like, our recaps. I'm not wearing a hat today also. I know, that's weird. But definitely check out the link in our bio if you go to Coda. Get that discounted rate when you're booking a hotel room. I was so blown away by it. And then as well, we still have 
the code with Furious Motorsport mm-hmm. um, because July is over. It is no longer $10 off. So if you missed it, that's on you. But it's still $5 off yeah. with the code. So make sure to use that. Get a jersey. I actually got another one today. The Danny Rick one. Did you really? It came in, yeah. I'm and not wearing it, but yeah. Tag us. If you post on your story pictures of your jerseys, we would love to see yeah. what you guys are choosing. Someone has sent this photo of her wearing her Danny Rick I saw one. That. I was like, oh my God, I love this for you. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so yes, please share with us your jerseys because I'm obsessed. And I was wearing mine yesterday when I was moving because I was like, I don't really have, well, first of all, many clothes left, but right. everything's in boxes. I was like, I'm going to put this on. I know. I wore mine at the lake. I'm like, right? this is so fun over top of my swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Living yeah. my best life. Anyways, anyway, huge merch girls, definitely take advantage of the links in our bio. We're here to help you. We're here to save you some money and also have fun with anything F1 related. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shout out also to all 5,000 of you on Instagram. Yes, we, 5K on Instagram. We hit 5K on Instagram and that's just so exciting and we just want to say thank you and it's mind-blowing that you guys follow us. It's just weird. I know sometimes we have um, imposter some imposter syndrome yeah. when it comes to it. Um, I want to also just point the attention to the fact that we have 18.9 TikTok followers right now. Let's get to 20. Let's get to 20,000. Track Talk Pod on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a follow, like this episode, um, and we will be back next week. I promise no more impromptu breaks. No. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.